everybody. Harry here for Best Bet Corner, another edition of Sunbet Production. Happy to have Darren, the parlay kid, with me yet again. Uh, Michael is behind the glass doing the work um, for the production. Uh, parlay kid, we got playoffs all over the place. The NBA is wrapping up. We've got NHL starting uh, the actual re- the first round, I guess, and the, the rounds before were called the preliminary rounds. So uh, we've got plenty of action going on right now, pal. Yeah, it's great. Uh, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm waiting for the fourth overtime of the uh, Lightning Blue Jackets game to start. It's been uh, a phenomenal game. It's hard to believe that these teams have only played a few games over the last uh, five months here. And mm-hmm. the intensity that these guys are playing with, yeah. The energy. Th- there's there's no asterisk on this championship. These guys are playing harder than ever. And mm-hmm. the winner, uh, the Stanley Cup champ, is going to rightfully uh, deserve to be the Stanley Cup champ. This is incredible hockey I'm witnessing here today. I mean, it's 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 still hockey. It's still these guys are. There's no different rules. There's no. Di- they're still playing. They're playing where they're supposed to be playing, and they're hitting each other. They're flying around like crazy, and uh, and there's been some fights during some of this. Nothing's changed for these guys. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't notice any. Di- really, there's no difference uh, right now. So it's beautiful to watch. Uh, you know, you got a goaltender with the over 70 saves right now. It's absolutely, wow. absolutely incredible. Wow. Yeah. We, I mean, we've got we'll get to a lot of different things here, but I was obviously uh, yesterday on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Um, we each gave out a pick for a series. Uh, I gave out Calgary. They won today. Um, your pick is uh, still waiting to play because, like you just mentioned, this Tampa Bay game. You took the uh, Hurricanes. You really like them, uh, but yet they're still. They're, this is they may not get to be able to play uh, or finish their game until after midnight on the East Coast tonight. This is incredible. Yeah, so uh, they're waiting for this uh, fourth overtime to start, and uh, I, I would be shocked if it goes past. These guys got to be absolutely exhausted. So I'm I'm sure we're gonna get a fluke goal here. Uh, at some point in the fourth. And then uh, this uh, hurricane game, uh, we'll, we'll guess we're going to have to sit and wait around a little bit to see uh, when it's going to start. But uh, I'm, a- I'm anticipating that to be another really close, good hockey game um, between a hurricanes team who I love right now uh, and a Bruins team that's struggling. But uh, we, we know the Bruins will pick it up a little bit. It just, it's hard. It's hard to say if they're going to be able to just flip a switch and pick up their intensity right now. You know, I said that to uh, in messages today with uh, our buddy Eric Eric Cohen, who has been on the show before and does our golf. Uh, we'll get to the golf in a second. Who does our uh, golf article with our picks? Me, you, him, and uh, Michael's golf picks. And in terms, of we have a lot of fun with that contest every week. In terms of uh, fictitious money that we do a contest with, and he. Uh, and he told me that he likes Carolina a lot, too, and he has them. And I told him you like him. But the only thing is, is like, look, w- something we have to consider and remember. Yeah. Can Boston tur- flip a switch like that? I mean, considering they didn't seem like they really tried that much uh, in these uh, in this round robin scenario. But uh, again, during the regular season, during the regular season, they had the most uh, best, most go- most points, gave up the least goals. 
I think Tuka Rask is on a mission. He didn't play at all during this time. Pasternak didn't play at all during these round robins. So it's just one of those things where I think Boston, if it works out for them, they did the right thing, giving up the one seed and drop to drop to the four. Uh, and 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 if it works out, but if it didn't, it's going to be a lot of questions here because. Uh, they had everything as if they wanted the one seed, and they just played like they didn't care and didn't want it. And if they fold against Carolina, what a disaster. Yeah, I, I you know, they wouldn't be able to get away with that if uh, there was no pause in the season. I think, um, you know, they're going to get a little bit of a free pass, I think, right now with that. I guess in their mind, uh, they felt uh, to give up a seed, um you know, in hockey, I mean, right now, who would they be playing if they were the one seed, right? So you'd be playing the Canadians. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if there's a, much of a difference between the Can- Canadians or the Hurricanes. I, the, the, all these eight teams on any given day can beat somebody. Right. So I think they were willing to give that up to make sure that Rask was healthy, that Pasternak was healthy. Uh, uh, and then we'll see, though, because these guys might have a lot of rust on them, too, right now. Uh, as far as we know, too. These guys might have a lot of rust. And look, we know uh, sometimes athletes have a hard time flipping that switch on. Like, sure, and, sure. and they haven't really, it doesn't seem like they've really uh, come to play yet. But, you know, look, it's playoff time. This is, that's a, that's a tough team. I still like the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes are just, I feel like they're on a mission. And that's kind of like a revenge series right now uh, for them be, as the uh, Bruins knocked them out last year um, right. uh, of the playoffs. Kind of like the way the Lightning and the Blue Jackets are. It's kind of, you know, it's amazing how these matchups all came back around this year. Oh, I, you know, absolutely. And you look at, I mean, you look at all of these. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, I think uh, tonight, uh, people who listen to this show will get it tomorrow. But I mean, Chicago's playing Las Vegas tonight. I think that series is going to be up and down, crazy hockey. Uh, I know the under over under. I've seen the six, six and a half. I can see there being, uh, I could see that. I could see those games having eight goals, nine goals in the in that game in the in that series because you've got Vegas who scores a ton of goals. Blackhawks do. You got T- Taze and you've got Kane. Still, they're a great one-two combo. Um, they shocked uh, Edmonton really in four, and actually destroyed them. Edmonton wasn't even in those games, really. Yeah, you're right. And you got some guys who have been there, done that with Kane and Taze and uh, a bunch of other Crawford, Crawford, too. too, And, you know, Vegas seems to have been at least in these playoffs. They've seemed to really open up their style play, right? Where they seem to be, uh, you know, a lot of their games in the past, I thought had been like a little bit more low scoring. But so far in the playoffs, their games have been relatively high scoring, which might play into the Blackhawks' favor uh, if they want to go up and down with the Blackhawks. You know, so sure. Uh, I guess sure. I guess we see what, we'll see what happens. I do like the the Vegas uh, team in, in that matchup. However, um, uh, I mean Vegas scored fifteen goals in their three games. Uh, Sh- Chicago in four games uh, put up plenty of uh, of goals too. But I mean, I, this is just a situation where I think. We're going to see an up and down. That's going to be a fun series to watch because, like you just mentioned, Chicago does have veterans. They've been there before. They just took out Drysaddle and McDavid in four, so they're not afraid of anybody. And Vegas, for th- the being in this league in uh, in three years, they've had some 
some three seasons put together. They've been really amazing. I mean, if you want to break it down, Darren, uh, in terms of greatest starts for a franchise for their first three years, you have to sort of include Las Vegas. Well, in any sport. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I could. They were the I number could, one seed here. I was Stanley probably, Cup in year one. Well, look, I I was right on that. Uh, you know, you can look back to my tweets from uh, a couple years back, and I was saying that that uh, the Vegas Knights might have been the best sports story uh, in this uh, century so far. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, an absolutely incredible uh, story uh, from a couple years ago, and they really haven't lost. You know, you've thought maybe, well, maybe that year was a fluke. They've actually been such, you know, they've really been steady and consistent now in their three years of existence. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't even, I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, when uh, they constructed that team from guys that other teams didn't want and uh, draft picks and et cetera, et cetera, some free agent signings, some trades now, a well-constructed team and uh, a force to be reckoned with. I'd love to get out to Vegas to watch a hockey game one one day. Oh, it, 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 even uh, even before the game starts, it's a, it's a uh, it's a show with all the stuff that they do. It's great. Now, again, on uh, the, like again, hockey started today. It's gonna uh, on uh, on Tuesday. It's gonna go on all these days in the morning at night. It's gonna be great. Still, listen real quick before we wrap up hockey. Um, my team, the Arizona Coyotes, play on uh, Wednesday. Your team, the New York Islanders, play on Wednesday real quick I'll get your thoughts on what you think and your feelings for the series between the Islanders and Caps and and maybe also in game one where uh the Caps are about a 130 favorite but the Avalanche in game one is a 180 favorite and they're about a 300 favorite anywhere from 250 to 300 favorite for the series over the Coyotes uh first playoff win first playoff series win for the Coyotes since 2012 um you know uh I, I I, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm very happy to see them being in this position uh, against uh, the Avalanche. But I still think the Avalanche take this series in five. I do like the young players for the uh, Coyotes that we have. But still, I mean, we have Clayton Keller's a great player. Connor Garland, I'm really high on. And Christian Dvorak, I love these guys. Darcy Kemper, you know, listen, we always say you get a hot goalie, stands on their head in the playoffs. Anything can happen. This guy's given up 2.22 goals against all six season he did have a time where he was uh he got he was down for about a month and a half really hurt the coyotes but he's back and this team is this team is tough the they're third in goals against the coyotes they're fifth in the penalty kill in uh in um uh in uh the nhl i mean i, I just think that overall here though the avalanche will take this in five games um plus 46 goal differential for the avalanche in the western conference uh, best by far, 14 more than the defending champ St. Louis Blues. So I, I'm glad to see the Coyotes get a little playoff experience here. Phil Ketzel actually finally showing up a little bit and doing a little bit of veteran leadership in the last game or two for the Coyotes, too, in their clincher over uh, Nashville. He scored a goal. Um, so we'll see. But I, again, I think Colorado, I've been, you know, I've been on them. They've been, they've been my team pretty much all year and I still think they're going to win the cup, but I still, and I think they win, I think they win this in five. I think the Coyotes get a game, but, uh, again, Coyotes lose to the Colorado Avalanche in, I think five games. What's your feeling for the series in game one for your Islanders against the Caps? Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I, it's, I'm not trying to be a homer here. Um, but I do like the Islanders in this series. Uh, I'm not 
really going to make a game one prediction, but I think the series is going to go seven. And I think the before you continue, Darren, Darren, I, I wasn't I don't know about you in terms of how you think you, you know, I know what you what you saw out of the Islanders uh, in their series against Florida, but I wasn't impressed. And maybe like you just said, turn on, turn off about Boston. I don't know. Maybe Washington can do that, too. But I wasn't impressed with the way Washington played their games in their round robin series. Right. Uh, you know, look, we know the talent they have on that team. Uh, Ovechkin is still uh, top three player in the NHL. He's he's a force. Carlson's still good. Uh, but I have to say the Islanders are constructed in such a way that they're going to make these teams grind it out. Uh, and if the Islanders can play five-on-five five hockey, if they can stay out of the penalty box, uh, you know, for the for the, you know, obviously you're going to pick up a few penalties here and there. But if they if they can be pretty consistent uh, with with staying out of the penalty box, I think five-on-five, five, the Islanders are a very tough team to play. They're defensive-minded. Uh, they they're, they're very deep right now defensively. Uh, Varlamov is a, is a solid goalie. He might not be spectacular, but he's solid. And I think the honest look, they have the coaching, uh, I think, advantage here with Barry Trotz, the former Capitals coach. And he is. That's a great storyline. Look, he is an unbelievable coach. Uh, I think he is uh, far and away the best coach in New York sports right now. And, and look it's what not he, even look close. What he, look what, Darren, look what he did before, before what he did in Washington, what he did in Nashville. Absolutely. And look, he came to a New York Islander team uh, a couple years back. Uh, John Tavares had left for Toronto. Uh, the Islanders were predicted to be, uh, you know, a bottom basement team. And uh, they were a very good team last year. Got off to an excellent start this year and then and then struggled a little bit before this all happened. But they had some key injuries and everybody's back and healthy for the Islanders right now. Uh, so uh, Pellet on defense, Sezikis on offense, uh, the, uh, Clutterbuck uh, as well. Uh, they have a dynamite fourth line for those people that aren't aware. If you watch hockey, the Islanders might have the most annoying, and I mean that in a good way, fourth line in hockey with Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and Casey Sezikis. Uh, they, they have some offensive talent there on that fourth line, but Nobody wants to play against that fourth line. Nobody really wants to play against the Islanders. Kind of like the, what I think of the Hurricanes. Hurricanes might have some more offensive talent than the Islanders, but they're just a team that they make you grind. They make you grind, and they they're not an, they're not an easy team to play. So I, I like the I like the Islanders to win this, uh, grind it out in this series. I could see the Islanders winning like four close games in this series, and the cat and the Capitals winning like two or three. Like four or five one games. It could it's, it could be like that type of weird series. I mean, it's going to be fun. Absolutely, it's awesome. And, it's uh, awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. Now, I know uh, to switch things up here. We've got golf again. Uh, it was great uh, watching uh, what we saw over the weekend, the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco. Um, it came down to the last couple holes. Uh, Colin Morikawa uh, wins it uh, on what was that on sixteen where he almost put a hole in one in on a par four. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, earlier that day, uh, Darren, I had uh, I had uh, asked cousin Sal who he was going to go with, 
and he gave me like three names and he did go with Morikawa, but he also gave out, he was going with uh, uh, Paul Casey and I went with Casey too. And that's one of these things like, I know we've been snake bitten a lot lately in some of these bets, but I didn't mind losing that so much because of the shot that Morikawa did. And, the, and his putting overall all day on Sunday was amazing. Um, we'll get to picks this week at the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, North Carolina. But just real quick, Darren, just w- w- what what did you take away from what you witnessed over the weekend in the golf? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and what I really liked here in, in New York, uh, you got a little bit of a later finish. It was in prime time here. Uh, watching this, you know, eight o'clock, eight thirty at night, watching this all come down. It was fantastic golf. And like you said, I mean, we had Casey to win. Uh, I, I had mentioned on best bet corner last week uh, that people should consider taking Morikawa as the hometown right. as the hometown kid. Uh, and of course, you know, I didn't take him. So uh, shame on me uh, for that. That's uh pathetic uh, on my part that I that's I, actually that's actually the second time I think in about six weeks you've discussed taking and giving out Morikawa and he's actually won both yeah but yeah it, it's great info it, it, we don't we're not making any money off it yeah. but it's great info it, it's it's a shame I didn't <laughs> win but yeah maybe some maybe there's one guy out there that listened to it and said I'm gonna put a little bit of money in Morikawa yeah. Uh, so, well, and that makes it worth it. But it was great golf, and like you said, that shot he hit. You know, it wasn't about Casey playing bad golf down the stretch, right? So, no. so you could live with that. It was just about another guy playing better golf, and and that's, and you, that's what it was. And you can live with that as as a, as a better. You can li- you weren't like, damn it, Casey, you, you're blowing every shot here. You know, it wasn't like that. So he, you can live with that. Casey put him right, and Casey put himself in position to make birdies. He did. I think he had one bogey uh, on uh, on a Sunday round, and he had plenty of opportunities for a couple more that could have went in. But still, he played. He played. He played. He played very well too. So and just to hit and like you, I think you mentioned on against all odds that Morikawa is just a great kid. You see everything going for him. He's so young. I think we mentioned, and just that shot. That shot will be. Uh, remembered for a long time because that when have we seen a shot where we've watched a lot of golf and we've watched uh, we have a lot of bets on this that and the other but in a major in a major to make a shot like that now it was a little little was it lucky I don't know if it was lucky it, it, that it was lucky that it didn't go in the sand trap and that it kicked off the off the uh, off the uh, right before the green the way it did so it rolled perfectly. But to have a shot like that, I don't recall ever seeing a shot where somebody in a clutch position, clutch situation in a golf major in on a par four come that close to making a shot where it almost went in for a hole in one on a par four. It was incredible. Incredible I mean, shot. Incredible. The kids got uh, look, we've seen some other guys like Spieth and stuff. And, um, you know, they their careers were kind of on the same trajectory. Uh, and they well, kinda, you, you mentioned it yesterday, Darren. Uh, yeah. You mentioned you, you mentioned Spieth. Uh, you know, 2016, not so far removed. He was number one in the world. He was making every single crucial putt in majors, in big tournaments. He's winning all over the place. I think he's down to like 60th in the world now. And it's just 
He doesn't. He can't put it together. It's one of those things that he can't put four solid rounds together anymore. And it's amazing that just like you hope that doesn't happen to Morikawa. And I don't think it will because he just looks so good right now. But we thought the same thing out of Jordan Spieth three, four years ago. Exactly. That's exactly what we thought. And, you know, uh, you know, maybe already did we have we seen Kepka's best days? You know, you know, we don't know what these golfers, right? Like maybe. You know, right. Uh, we, we really don't know. Uh, but Morikawa seems to have everything that you would want, right? And uh, very poised, yeah. et cetera. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would think that he'll be around and winning championships for a long, long time. But the golfing is just getting better and better. There's so many good players right now. So many good players. So many new names, fresh names. And look, we got the Wyndham Championship this weekend uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, let's see here. Um, look. Uh, I know you're big on uh, Webb Simpson in this tournament. I'll let you get to and talk to why you like him this week. I like Brant Snedeker. Uh, you haven't heard much out of him uh, in the past year and a half, but in 2018, he won this tournament, Snedeker, at 21 under. Uh, Webb finished second at 18 under. I'm high on Billy Horschel this week, too. He's finished high uh, in the top 10, top 15 in the last five, six years in this tournament almost every year. Uh, also in 2016, Snedeker finished third. So I'm high on him, but I am riding you. Uh, I'm riding with you on Webb Simpson this week because uh, he did have a, he did mess up. He did have a flop tournament last week in a major. I think he rebounds big here. I know you do too. Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, Webb is the favorite in this tournament. It's, it's because he dominates this course. Uh, he's named his daughter after this uh uh, of course, they uh, named her Wyndham uh, from the fact that uh, back in 2011, uh, he won this tournament. He's a North Carolina native, uh, went to Wake Forest. And I think in the eight years following his championship here, he has had five top five finishes as well. I think in the last three years, he's been third, second and second. Uh, so what is there not to like about Webb Simpson in this uh in this tournament, I think, and and he hasn't been playing his best golf as of late. So this might get him right back on track. I think. Yeah, let's see here. I got him at. Uh, let's see, what do we got? I see him at eleven to one. I see top five at three to one, and top ten at plus one sixty. Um, I do like uh, also. Like I said, I mentioned Snedeker. Snedeker's out there at fifty-five to one. Pretty impressive. Considering he's he's won it, he won it two years well, ago uh, and and four years ago finished. Well, third. J T. Poston won this last year and he's sitting at sixty to one. So I see I see him at seventy uh, to so, one. Now. Well, holy moly! So I I don't yeah. I mean it's 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 probably worth a flyer on these guys. I mean if you've already won the course, I think that gives you a little bit of an advantage. No, uh, I think it just does. So uh, absolutely yeah. absolutely incredible. Uh, it's, so it's got so yeah. By the way, Casey, Casey, you can get it seventeen to one. I like that a little bit too. Reed's got some. Patrick Reed's got some. Uh, uh, he finished nice uh, last week, but really wasn't in contention. Um, he's at seventeen to one. He's got some high finishes here too. So uh, you know, listen. I, I know we'll. Uh, we've said maybe we'll take a. <laughs> I know we said maybe we'll take a week off here or there uh, in golf, but uh, you know, come Wednesday night, you're gonna be texting me who you taking. And we're and your brother brother Bry is going to be involved in the tax, and he's going to send who he likes, and we're going to be firing away. You know we will. Absolutely, uh, you know. Look, 
I've said this before. Uh, I really wasn't into betting golf uh, until about a year ago, and now it's uh, I find it find it quite addicting. Uh, and, you're right. Oh, it, it is. Know, it is, isn't um, it? Boy, you know, to make the cut parlays, uh, you know, uh, these matchups, uh, uh, you know, anything. It's it's and it's it's fun to do, and it gives you a little. You know, look, it makes doesn't it even make golf, which uh, you know it can be a little slow at times. It definitely keeps it very very interesting. Yeah, and and on bestbetcorner.com, you can read all of uh you can check out all our golf picks um, and my other articles too. And I'm going to uh, I also do re- articles for Odds USA, uh, guys. And uh, Darren, here's my cut parlay. I'm going to give you it right now. I'm going to give you to make the cut parlay minus 500 Webb Simpson, minus 400 Paul Casey, minus 400 Patrick Reed, minus 275 Billy Horsher. Like I said, mentioned him, who's been playing, uh, who's played real well here over the years. And also someone who's played real well here over the years and I believe um, won it in 2016 is Siwoo Kim. I got Siwoo Kim at minus 190. And like I mentioned, Snedeker also at my, minus 190. That's a six team to make the cut parlay. I like that a lot. Well, I already put one together too, Harry, and nice. it's a little similar. It's Simpson minus 500, Casey minus 400, as you said, Fleetwood minus 345. And JT Poston minus one seventy five to make nice. the cut. Okay, you got you, you got Fleetwood in there, huh? Okay, I got Fleetwood. Um, I think um, you know he's ready to turn it up a little bit here. And I think okay. you know Harry, you know more about this stuff than me. Isn't this a very important tournament for some of the golfers here? Uh, oh, it's some um, it's it's important because we're coming in. You wouldn't even think it, but um, but we're close to the FedEx Cup, uh, uh you know, uh, tournaments. So. To qualify right. for this, right? That's what I these mean. These guys right. are. This is their. This is one of their last chances to get in that top. Uh, you know, initial uh, a number to make sure you qualify, and then moves on from there. Where obviously the number of players each week gets smaller, but it keeps giving you a chance. And as long as you're in to start it, you got a chance. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, these guys have to play well. I do like that. Yep. I think Reed is going to play well uh, this weekend. Uh, it seems like the, a nice course for him. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see. I, I probably yeah. I should probably take, you know, those, you know, those same guys you took and um, we could probably win, win a, to make the cut par, uh, parlay finally. Yeah. Do you think uh, do you think maybe um, if well, like you said, uh, Webb Simpson named his daughter Wyndham? Is that correct? That's right? That's correct. If you have number six, if you have child number six somewhere down the line. Any chance, any chance you would name if it was a boy, Harry? No, but if, if Webb Simpson wins me some <laughs> money uh, this week, I maybe Webb. Just maybe Webb. What, what the heck? Okay. You know? <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Well, listen, something that you, you know way more than I do about is the UFC. Um, last week, there was a card. I know uh, you and your brother and Sal had mentioned that it's kind of a weak card, but it's but it was okay. And then there were some good matches, but that's leading up into leading up to this Cormier Stipe fight, which is their third fight against each other. I believe uh, this is the third straight fight for Stipe where he is fighting uh, uh, Cormier. Am I right about that? I think that's correct. I um, but um, think you're but right. Anyways, I, I, 
I think I'm right, but uh, I know we uh, we discussed it yesterday and again to a lot, and maybe if everyone out there um, wants to hear our theories on this, I think, I mean, I know you guys bust my chops about, especially Sal, about when I pick these uh, fights about inch reach and how taller these guys are, but still, it's got to factor in a little bit, and I think Stipe, like I said, he's five inches taller than Cormier, he has an eight-inch reach advantage, and he's won seven of his last eight and that includes wins, like I mentioned, over Junior Dos Santos uh, by a TKO in the first round. Very impressive. One of those, one of those, one of those was um, over Cormier uh, a year ago. He TKO'd, TKO'd him, and he also beat Francis Naganu, who might just be the best fighter in the UFC at this point. So I'm going Stipe. I know the line is roughly around 115, 120 um, on both sides. I'll take a shot with Stipe. Yeah, look, you can't really go wrong with this. I, I'm a, I'm really all over Cormier this weekend. I I just think he's a more we should we should mention the brother Bry. This is this is the thing where, where a year ago a year ago to the day almost we were all in Vegas. We were partying. We were having fun, betting games like maniacs. And brother Bry went crazy on this one with Cormier, and he just couldn't get it done. Went nuts. Uh, bet a lot on Cormier. Cormier looked like he was going to win the fight and just withered. Uh, but I do think this that serves as motivation for Cormier. I think he just seems like the more motivated fighter here. Um, he's been wanting this fight since that fight ended, and he's he's insisted that he will not lose this fight. I think he feels like uh, he needs it uh, to cement his legacy uh, in the UFC. I think he's determined. So I like him at what we basically would say are even odds. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, that's it's going to be it'll be great. It's uh, something to watch extra on Saturday. Aside from all the other sports, um, look, I, we're heading in before we get out before we get out of here. Um, the NBA is coming to a close here during this eight game regular uh, season, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, we've seen Memphis fold here uh, down the stretch. Portland looks really good. Um, Phoenix has been amazing. Uh, I think, uh, Phoenix is seven and oh now they, Darren Phoenix is seven and oh, they've scored at least 114 points in every game. Um, this could be, this could be very interesting to see how these teams play and who actually makes the playoffs on new, uh, you know, on a neutral court. I don't know. We'll see. Absolutely. I think I'm looking for I'm looking forward to getting this this play over with right now. I'm looking forward to the playoffs in the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. I because the, the basketball has been pretty good. Uh, it's just been hard to bet. You know, we don't know, um, you know, who's playing, who's not playing. That's, that uh, makes it, it so it, tough. it makes it tough. Right. We, we you know, the games, uh, you know, the over unders. It's been hard to really judge, but I think we'll get a little bit better feel for it come uh, the play once these really count once these games really start counting. Yeah. And I mean, like, is there a team just before we get out of a team that you think might be making the run to win the NBA championship more like, is there somebody out there other than, uh, other than the Lakers or, uh, or Milwaukee that you're, you're thinking that can really win this? Yeah, I, 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 I don't really think there's a team out there. I think it's going to be I, – I don't know about – I'm not sold on the Lakers. I think coming out of the West could be a little tougher. No, um, no, no. 
you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, obviously the Clippers, but I, I don't think a team like the Denver Nuggets uh, are, are going to be an easy play. And Michael Porter Jr. is really coming into his own here um, while this is happening. And I, I think in the East, I think you've called it. I think the team that's dangerous is the Raptors. I just think they're a winning, yeah. they're a winning type of team. Uh, excellent coach. Uh, they just seem like a tough team to play. Uh, they play the right way, fundamentally speaking. So uh, they're going to be an ease. They're going to be a difficult out. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I think that's a team that you could probably get really good value on. That could surprise people. And Milwaukee doesn't get that home court advantage. I know they were 28 and three at home. They don't get that home court advantage. Um, they're going to be tough too, but I, I'm looking right now and I'm telling, I'm calling it right now at 14 to one Raptors versus Clippers is my NBA final. Hmm. And that's you get. And, and, and that's, that's marketable. Yes. You got an LA team. You got the defending champs. You get Kawhi on, didn't resign with the Raptors. He went to LA and he's with the Clippers and that would be interesting. I think. I, th- I think it would get. Gr- I think that would get pretty good ratings. I would. I wouldn't say the best ever because you do have a Canadian team in there, but I still think it will get very good ratings if that's the case. And I just. Oh, and I know I mentioned before to you that I really like the Clippers bench way more than the Lakers. The Lakers don't have much of a bench at all. That's correct. They really don't. And that's why I mean, you're going to you're going to bank on Kuzma. That's it. Yeah, I'm not sold. Look, like I said, just said, uh, I'm not sold on the Lakers. I think uh, obviously LeBron will pick it up and, 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 you know, and Davis. And I just is uh, two guys going to be enough to win this thing. I, I just don't know. Uh, well, 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 they do have three. If you include my my guy, Dion Waiters. Yeah, yeah, that's your guy, all right. That's your that's your guy. Syracuse, baby. Um, Dion Waiters. That's that is your guy. Uh I do think uh yeah, but like you said, the depth for the Lakers is uh it's lacking. It, it's it's lacking. It's lacking. It's lacking, that's for sure. And by the way, Harry, well, speaking of that, yep. this blue jacket lightning game is going into a fifth overtime. Corpusalo's oh, got goodness. 85 saves on 87 shots. Oh, I just saw that. Oh my god. Eighty is that a is that a I, has to be a record. I, I don't know. I always remember as a kid, uh, Kelly Rudy, uh, in a right. in a in an Easter uh, uh, Saturday night game leading into Easter Sunday. Uh, I think had something like seventy four saves, and I remember thinking how incredible that was in a four overtime game. Corpusalo. 85 wow. saves on 87 shots. Oh. Uh, this is this is incredible. This is game one. Yeah. This is game one of the entire hockey, you know, well, not really the entire <laughs> hockey playoffs, but for this series. And it, it's Amazing. it's game three today, you know, unbelievable. Cal- Calgary and the Calgary and Dallas ended two days ago. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> it's well, anyways, like- listen. Listen, before we get out here real quick, I do want to mention again um, last week because of scheduling uh, and everything, they wanted to get both events in when they go to uh, the Michigan International Speedway NASCAR race Saturday and Sunday. And on my uh, best bet corner dot com article of my six pack of prop bets in NASCAR, I went four and two and then I went five and one. So as of right now, Parlay Kid, my overall against the spread record in NASCAR props is 60, 27, and 1. 
And and then they're racing this week, and it's going to be difficult because they're supposed to be in Watkins Glen, New York, but because of everything and going on, they're they're racing uh, in Daytona in uh, on the Daytona Road Course, which I don't know much about. So it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to really do some research here. I'm re- I'm reading that wow. Chase Elliott is really good here. Martin Truex can be good on this type of course. So I'm going to have to do my. I'm going to really have to be uh, doing my homework and figuring out my pick six of props because that's sixty twenty seven and one. I don't want it to be tarnished because of uh, some road course. So I got to make sure. And by the way, also. I know you were busting my chops yesterday uh, on Against All Odds and before that in, in our text message chain saying that I have a lot of minus 200s out there in terms of my bets for my props. And I just did want to mention over the past five weeks, I have five picks that I had at minus 200 and the highest was minus 285. And I had seven, seven picks over that time that were plus underdog picks. Just just letting you know. Hey, you should let Todd Furman know that, too. He's absolutely killing you on Twitter. Oh, I, 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 no, I draw. I, I, I Listen, uh, Todd wants to go. I love going back and forth with Todd about NASCAR. I'll go I'll go toe to toe with NASCAR. But this morning, which was funny, too, he he threw me a zinger early in the morning. I hadn't I wasn't even up for half an hour and he's he's busting my chops about my uh my hockey selection so i had a fire back too it's all in good fun all in good fun <laughs> it sure is harry it well, sure listen darren it sure listen. Is. and by the way i'm gonna be going with uh hamlin this weekend Ooh, okay you know let's look again hamlin man <laughs> if we have i know you mentioned it too like i i, I mean I, on, on sunday it was tough I hit one one bet, but, you know, I did have Hamlin to win the race. He came in second. I had Casey to win the golf. He came in second. And I know you mentioned, you're like, you're like I guarantee if there were two more laps in the race, Hamlin would have taken over Harvick. And I think he would have. He was gaining on him. It's just one of those things where just it, it's almost like take, you, you, we're all stupid if we don't take Kevin Harvick. The guy's been 44 years old. Uh, he's been unbelievable this year. He's just ripping up NASCAR. He leads in laps led. He leads in points by a, by a lot. He leads in best finishing average. He leads in top 20, 20s. He leads in top 10s. He leads in top fives. What a, what a season for Kevin Harvick. But again, yeah, Hamlin is always right there, too, and wins. He's right there close to him and wins, and he's been there, too. He's won Daytona. So, it, you know, Ham, it, it, it's actually... Harvick, then Hamlin, and then basically the whole rest of the field because no one's really close to those guys. It's been amazing to watch these guys just always at the top of the leaderboard. It is something else. It's amazing. So, listen, Darren, uh, great stuff today. Um, thanks again to Michael uh, producing today. And, um, Darren, listen, uh, anyone out there, listen, you can catch my other stuff. You can catch my stuff at Odd Shark. Uh, you can get my articles on Odd Shark. I got a great uh, NHL article this week. Uh, you can also... Um, catch me on Odds USA. I'll do recaps of other sports and my picks there too. Uh, and also uh, extra points. Everyone listen to us on uh, extra points against all odds and other. And Sal's got other shows on there too. Great stuff. Great, great listening. Great stuff to uh, discuss with friends in terms of sports and sports gambling. And again, uh, I'm at A O Harry. Um, and Darren, your your handle on Twitter for people if at they the want to reach out talker. to your at the chalk at talker. the chalk talker. Great. And Michael's is. Do you know offhand, um, uh, Darren? M. Zicoli. Oh, great. Uh, uh, by the way, Mike, sorry, but I mean, I know this is real quick, too. Uh, no Mac Sports. Uh, Michael goes to SUNY Buffalo. 
no sports, and I guess uh, it looks tough, Darren. Before we really get out, we get out of here, it looks tough for uh, the college football as a whole. Yeah, it's um, I don't know what's going to happen. These players seem and, and coaches seem to be uh, absolutely devastated, and I don't blame them. I, I really don't blame yeah. them at this point. Uh, you know, they uh, it, it's going. I don't see. It would be very difficult for D one uh, to play in yep. the in the spring. I just feel like uh, it would be very difficult for them to pull off. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But again, thanks again, uh, Michael. Thanks a lot, as always, Darren, the Parlay Kid, um, for being on. Um, next week we'll go over NBA uh, with the playoffs coming around, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so for the best bet corner, I am Harry, and for Darren, the Parlay Kid. And, Michael, we are out. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.